You know, the humiliation of being, you know, escorted out this guy's office by, you know, your pants quite literally and being thrown out. I mean, I was thinking to myself, wait, am I in a cartoon here? Is there, is there a camera someplace? <laughs> Are you kidding me? That is Stan McKenzie, and this is the New Strength Podcast, Episode 2. Hi, everybody. How you doing? My name is Daniel Henry, and I am your host. Welcome to the New Strength Podcast, the show where each week we talk about faith, fitness, and all things lean, fit, and inspired for a life of passion and purpose. Thank you so much for dropping by today. I really appreciate it. It means so much to me that you drop by to check out what we're doing. And if you enjoy what's going on here, do me a favor and subscribe and leave us a review here on iTunes. It really helps us a lot in the rankings. And if you do, I'll be sure to give you a shout out in an upcoming episode. So let's get started. Today, my guest is the always amazing Stan McKenzie. Welcome to the podcast, Stan. Hey, thank you very much. Stan is a graduate of Stanford and has an orthopedic PA. For 13 years, he owned Human Technologies, a company that set up research, development, and bringing to market new orthopedic implants and physical therapy modalities. When he sold his company, he went into senior housing and is now a consultant for families and companies. His invention, Unlit, was born out of the necessity to get some sleep and eliminate obstacles to reach that goal. And that's the product that we're going to do a deep dive in today. And I think it's pretty fascinating, um, the story behind it and what it actually does. And that's why Stan is here. So thanks so much for being here, Stan. That's the 10,000 foot view. But hey, this is a podcast and we want to get inside Stan's brain. So Stan, why don't you take it from there? Just uh, we'll just kick it off by telling us a little bit about you personally and then about your business. Well, I, my background goes back to uh, living in Oahu for uh, most of my early life, and my family goes back to the mid-1800s, and I come from a long line of entrepreneurs, and so um, for the most part, uh, if, if uh, somebody came up with it, uh, they, they, they made it happen, and uh, so I come honestly into the entrepreneur business. Um, I did uh, going to the military after uh, school and was in the hospital corps working with uh, guys coming out of Vietnam. And uh, I was working on a 65-bed orthopedic ward and kind of feel that uh, my life reflects the fact that uh, there was an awful lot of guys that I was working with that um, will never have a full life. And uh, so I kind of owe that to them that I can, I do the best I can with my life and, uh, and try to help others uh, do that also. So that kind of goes along with all of the things that I'm very actively involved with the Red Cross uh, as a hurricane chaser and uh, also Rotary International uh, in several local and also international projects. So years ago, I didn't, and I'm back actually in these days, uh, what I really realized is that I'm happiest when I'm helping other people help themselves. Mm-hmm. And um, so I was in practice for a while, but uh, ultimately I saw that there was a bigger picture. Um, they were just coming out in those days, as you see, uh, uh, mid-70s. They're really just coming out uh, with the total hips, total knees. Uh, no, excuse me, total hips, actually, in those days. And there was a lot of stuff that was going on, a lot of research that was going on in those days. So um, I just found it fascinating. And, and again, um, Helping others help, others help themselves for the most part was a big part of that is uh, that people needed these hips and these knees, uh, ultimately the knees. And then later on, my physical therapy division, um, they 
there's a lot of myths out there, um, that, and I wanted to break up some of the myths and also get uh, get people walking again and uh, and actually moving their limbs better. What uh, What do you mean by myths? Um, well, um, in those days, uh, things. Just for example, um, you know, putting hot on a heat immediately on on a um, on an inflammation. If you break your leg or you uh, you know get a good sized bruise, in those days it was um, immediately put heat on it. And really, um, wow. Oh yeah, oh yeah, that was a big deal. Uh, and I've talked with a couple of people since uh, that uh, that 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 always believed that and for even up until the last few years believed that but that's amazing because everything yeah, you but know. that was actually something i was actually working with a company in uh, testing out thermic modality thermic modalities mm-hmm. and uh What's that? and that is hot and cold and how it affects the biological uh aspects of your body. So how to, right. right. How, we talk a little get, bit about that in, uh, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but we talked just briefly about that as like a, a last 1%, um, uh, recovery method. If you, you can take this research that they did in, th- we're calling it thermogenesis. Basically it's like the hot and cold shower, right? Back and forth. Back oh, exactly. And forth. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. So that's what you're talking about. Yeah. So anyway, that, um, those, those sort of things, uh, were, um, were the kind of, aspects that I really enjoyed working on. I, I, I was able to dig deep into the anatomy and physiology and ultimately ended up doing a few lectures at uh, university of Washington for, uh, their physical therapy, um, classes, as well as also they had, um, Physiatry was coming on as a new discipline. Uh, these are doctors who actually work in with physical therapy and uh, and rehabilitation. And that was I was actually in part of the teaching of, modal- of modalities uh, for those guys, and and also taught the body electric uh, was another class that I, I taught there. So hmm. anyway, long story short, I've, it's not that I'm coming at unlit from a non-scientific standpoint <laughs> i i have uh, done done the research on it uh and, and i and i love that research part of it frankly yeah absolutely you definitely have you definitely have the chops which also always makes it nice <laughs> for but no for seriously for, for um the authenticity right for people to believe in the product i mean you clearly believe in the product and um we're going to jump into that uh in just a second but um it you know it's just a breath of fresh air when it's not just someone out there trying to make a buck. Exactly. Exactly. I, again, I just see people that, uh, that are in, in unlit situation, um, uh, that are getting bum information about how to sleep. And I think it's, you know, for, for me, it, um, I, we were talking a little earlier, if you ain't sleeping, uh, everything else goes to shit, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> really, um, in life, if you're, it, it, it's there's so many things that are going on in your mind uh, that if there's things that you can actually do to uh, to get some sleep, that really to me makes a, an, all the difference in the world uh, for an awful lot of folks. That's a perfect segue into the story. So tell us a little bit about the story. What made you want to develop this product? Okay, so. 
um, two years ago, I'm in Waikiki Beach. Um, we have a condo there. And uh, there was uh, – and every uh, – it's a, it was a, a studio. And every light uh, in there was uh, – had an LED or every uh, electronic product had it. It's a – so the toaster – the phone, the microwave, the stove, the cell phone plugs, the coffee maker, everything had an LED on it. And I, and I wasn't sleeping at all. And every time I w- woke up uh, or snapped out, opened my eyes, looked at those lights, and they were just glaring at me. And um, it just dawned on me. I'm wondering if these are keeping me awake. I mean, <laughs> obviously – and then there's no real way unless you unplug everything, go around and unplug and turn off everything. Uh, and even even off buttons have a light on them. So that's I so, was trying. That's to, so obnoxious. <laughs> it is. It really was. It was. Just, <laughs> it was amazing. <laughs> uh, and you know, now that you're aware of it, <laughs> yes. When you when you actually go into a hotel room or you even look in your own room uh, in, in your bedroom, um, you start recognizing the fact that. There's LEDs everywhere. And when you look at them, it turns out after I researched this out, that blue light that's in uh, on these actually knocks your circadian rhythm off. So let's very quickly go into a circadian rhythm. Uh, that circadian rhythm is a natural biological rhythm that your body has in order to get some sleep. And uh, it is very primitive, and it goes to the fact of uh, – the cavemen went to bed when it was dark and they woke up when it was light. And, um, and they pretty much during the winter months did a lot of hibernation. Um, well, our bodies are still doing that. And so consequently, um, we end up when we see a light and look at it, it snaps us out of our circadian rhythm. So, what unlit is is a removable uh, darkening tape that softens or eliminates the uh, LED lights in your bedroom so that you can sleep um, is the thumbnail sketch of it. That's my that's my elevator speech on it. Um, <laughs> so instead of, but, uh, you know, grabbing this sticky, gross electrical tape or duct tape that you can never get back off and is ugly, there's this uh, – it's like semi-translucent, right? Yeah, you can get it either semi-translucent, uh, and it covers up the. It changes the blue light um, uh, into a. In, it actually covers up the blue light and just gives you so that you can see the light, but it doesn't uh, doesn't wake you up. And then we also have for those lights that you absolutely don't really need in the room, like maybe a, a DVD or something. Um, go ahead and put a. We have a black one. It's a dot that goes over uh, over those. And if you have a if you have a, say, a uh, electric clock and uh, uh, that you want to cover up, we actually have strips you can cut out and put over, and you can actually see through those. And so you can still see the clock, but it again knocks out that blue light that uh, is keeping you awake. So you can see the clock, wake wake up, take a look at the clock, and go right back to sleep without uh, breaking your circadian rhythm. That is fantastic. We t- you know. We talk a little bit about that, too, in New Strength, this idea of getting out of the blue light at least half hour, an hour before you sleep. And it would be just, you know, obviously it's counterproductive if you like go to all these uh, lengths to, you know, put, you know, 
flux on your laptop or, you know, wear blue blockers around at night. And then you end up going into your room and then just poof, you're just shocked right back into that blue light. Flash, you're awake. Right, right. And it's, uh, it's such an ongoing battle, even for, for people who are aware of it, you know, even like for people like you and, and, and myself, I'm sure it's like, you know, you're constantly battling this, you get, you know, there is no borders between, you know, personal life and professional life anymore. And you're on your own, uh, at home on your laptop, and you're working away. And, and suddenly, you know, it's a half an hour to bedtime, and you've got this blue light just like shooting right into your right through your optic nerve, right back in your brain and um, throwing your circadian rhythm off uh, madly. Um, Shazam, you're awake. <laughs> right, right, exactly. So um, this, how long have you been dealing with uh, sleep issues? Like maybe you, maybe you don't deal with sleep issues, but I'm curious about your history of sleeping. Are you, are you a good sleeper? Are you, do you fall asleep when your head hits the pillow? Do you need it completely black? What's your sort of I go in waves, actually. It depends on what's on my mind at the time because I do a lot of thinking at night and actually like to put uh, certain things in my mind uh, before I go to sleep because I find that the answers when I wake up, if I write them down immediately, actually are there. So I am <clears throat> unfortunately use my brain when it's asleep. Uh, it's supposed to be sleeping. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> but the... Uh, yes, uh, to answer your question, I have had uh, off and on sleep issues all my life. Um, and one of the things that this has done is it has taken, doesn't take care of all of the issues, obviously, but it takes care of a, br a pretty good size one um, for me. Um, I didn't realize that that was what was actually snapping me out of my sleep. I'd get up like most guys who are over 40 and, uh, go to use the restroom and, uh, and couldn't get back to sleep. And this has made a huge difference in, in that. I also, one of my staunchest critics is my wife because, uh, she, she, um, she doesn't buy off on anything that I tell her until she tries it herself. And, uh, so, <laughs> and, and so <laughs> as soon as the lights, yeah, it really does. And as soon as the, uh, we put this in our room, uh, she has indicated that she has actually gotten an awful lot better sleep. Uh, and so that's right there, a, uh, an endorsement. That's probably the biggest endorsement when your, when your own wife is, uh, <laughs> says that it works. <laughs> <laughs> yes, absolutely. Absolutely. That's, that's really interesting. I love the idea of, um, I love the idea of, uh, putting a thought in your mind before you go to sleep and then, uh, you know, putting your subconscious mind to work. I just, pardon me. I just uh, read something about the idea that um, how your conscious and your subconscious mind works um, in regard to breaking habits, right? So if you, whatever's happening in your conscious mind, actually it was talking about self-talk. So when you're talking about self-talk, right, we talk to ourselves about 50,000 times a day and 80% of that self-talk is actually negative unless you make an effort. To, I know it's crazy, right? Yeah, it's true. It's, it's true. It's an, unless you make an effort to change yeah. that. So um, it's uh, the writer was comparing your mind um, to a ship that ha that has <clears throat> uh, above deck and below decks. Your above deck is your captain, and below deck are your crew. And uh, so your conscious mind is your captain, and you want your captain to give the crew um, positive instructions. You know, you want to, you know, be very um, intentional about that. 
that way, when your uh, subconscious mind is working, primarily when you're asleep or when you're doing uh, habitual behaviors, um, they're going to execute those uh, orders. So um, uh, unless you are you know, in communication with your captain, unless you become the captain, <laughs> yeah. you know, your yeah. subconscious mind is going to be executing orders that you don't want them to execute, right? So if you're constantly sure. telling yourself that uh, I'm not worthy or um, you know, um, I, you know, I always fail at this or you know, no, I can't do this, then your subconscious mind is going to look for ways to execute those orders. They are dumb, 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 you know? <laughs> and Isn't that the truth? Yeah. It's amazing. It's amazing how your mind works. But as soon as you understand the mechanism, um, you can hack that, right? So you can, like, get into conference with your captain and say, hey, you know, let's give them some different orders. <laughs> yes. And then yes. they're going to be looking for ways without you even doing anything. They're constant, constantly looking for ways to execute those orders. And that's, that's a great example of uh, your story of going to sleep at night. And it's like, hey, here's my problem. Let's figure this out. You know, but like you said, you got to be ready as soon as you wake up to get that uh, to get that solution down on paper. Otherwise, it goes away, right? It does really quickly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Fascinating. Yeah. Fascinating. Yeah. So, uh, so back to unlit. Um, yes. So, how is that working for you? How's the uh, feedback been so far? Well, the feedback has been fantastic. Um, I'm right now working with social media, trying to get the, it out, and it's a lot slower process than I thought. I was hoping that it would be Shazam and I'd have a million dollars in my pocket immediately, but uh, <laughs> I'm finding that that's not exactly the case. But uh, right. but I'm getting um, I'm getting really good feedback, unsolicited uh, feedback. I I just got one actually um, a couple of days ago that uh, was just a very nice uh, email to, that says I personally sleep like a like the dead. My head hits the pillow, and the next thing I know, the alarm goes off. However, my wife has trouble going to sleep and staying asleep. Uh, as you can imagine, this makes her real grumpy. Uh, my, I saw Unlit, thought I would uh, cover the alarm clock and the LEDs, and the result has been great. Jen gets a good night's sleep, and I get much more cheerful wife. Uh, thanks so much for being this useful product. And I just, you know, I get stoked over that stuff. <laughs> so that's, that's just like an email somebody sent you? Yeah, yeah, just out of the loop. So that uh, is super cool. Yeah, so it was just a um, unsolicited, and and obviously it's working for folks. So, um, and to me, that's just a step by step of uh, virtually marketing any product is uh, is you get that sort of stuff and that kind of feedback, you know, that it's working. Right. And uh, actually, actually, let's talk about that step by step process. I think um, it might be uh, really interesting for listeners to hear sort of the step by step process. Um, to get to this point. So we sort of jumped ahead. It's like you are now you're at that point where you're trying to get the word out. And that's kind of why we're here on this podcast. Hopefully people will hear and, and give it a try. Um, but the, the process of getting something like this from idea to shipped product, I think is a fascinating, a fascinating story because like, you're not just like, you know, uh, you know, you're not like writing an order and sending it off to China. Like this is a, this is a, this is an invention, <laughs> right? right? Exactly. I mean, you've exactly. actually created this price, not just a sticker. This is like, like, well, it is a sticker, but it's a, you created this. I mean, it's like the adhesives and the translucency, all that kind of stuff I think is an interesting story. Um, so how did this happen? What's the process look like? Um, Actually, first of all, I had to research it. So I, I came up with the idea and of what I needed to do. And, uh, and then I started researching what I thought the problem was. So I researched that out. Uh, and, of course, now 
one of the things that most people get caught in is analysis paralysis, and and certainly a lot of things that have gone through my mind have uh, laid uh, just sit on the bench. I, however, this uh, particular one, I just felt that it was a great idea, a great product uh, to come up with. So I tried to figure out who would be the right person to take this to, and I took it to actually my nephew, who is a label printer. And we went over several different ideas on it. Uh, first of all, what would actually block that blue light but could see? Uh, something that didn't transfer the, as you said, uh, the adhesive onto my very expensive uh, electronic products uh, that I have in the house. And I'd, rec- uh, I'd like to actually have those looking as pristine as possible. Uh, um, I bet your wife would too. Yes, exactly. And uh, so, yeah, exactly. So something that I could use over, I could take off and use uh, over and over and over again. And also I could use in a hotel and put it on and even leave it there and they can take them off if they want to, but didn't, didn't damage any of their, um, uh, of their LEDs uh, and, uh, and their appliances. So Got that research done, uh, found the right product. Uh, we then um, went ahead and I started r- cranking up some cre- credit cards to make this happen. Uh, <laughs> um, and and we ran off about 17,000 of them. Um, the wow. other thing, too, is the distribution. I had to figure out what the, uh, early on what the distribution was going to be of this. And just so happens that the guy who does the uh, printing of these also has a company that can distribute. Um, so um, the order comes through uh, sh- for, through Shopify and goes um, goes to them, and they go ahead and process the order. The boxes are all made up of these. They're uh, the envelopes, boxes, I should say, with the instructions in them. They're all made up, and all they have to do is put the labels on, and the money goes directly into my account and um, uh, through PayPal. And so I really – all I get is a confirmation that an order has been placed and then a conf- reconfirmation that the order has been shipped. Uh, and then the third one is that uh, PayPal has credited my account. So it's pretty cool. <laughs> that That is very cool. I don't have to actually be on the, this full-time uh, day in, day out. I, I can take my energy and put it into the marketing thereof. Right. Uh, and I've gone to a couple of different sleep doctors and gotten their endorsements on the product and gotten some ideas from them and um, people who specialize in this. And so that uh, that also has helped out an awful lot uh, in in at least knowing that I'm on the right track and uh, and having them endorse me. Yeah, that's amazing. Yes, yeah, yeah, you need to get some uh, superstars, right? Some sleepy yeah. sleepy superstars to endorse your product, right? Exactly, exactly. <laughs> right. That, yeah, I <clears throat> I need some sort of celebrity at this point. So I'm. Uh, I wonder if I can go to the Seahawks and just ask them. Uh, <laughs> I'm That's sure I right. Is Russell, Russell Wilson is an insomniac maybe? I don't know. <laughs> right, exactly. I know he seems to be working 24-7, so 
I know. I know. Yeah, maybe maybe that's it. He could use some sleep. <laughs> so did you run into any uh, any obstacles? Like what was the, obviously the, you know, the getting a product to market is nothing but obstacles. But what, were there any significant, like in the actual manufacturing process? Because I, I know um, it can be kind of complicated to come up with something that no one's ever uh, made before. Fortunately, I think that the... Um, the process, that particular part of the process uh, used to be a lot harder when you were there, when you're in orthopedics. So that's for sure. Um, this process, I was going through a real professional team that actually knew exactly what they, you know, what they were doing. They were they, they're professionals in in their in their um, printing of of labels, and they knew what it, when I went through it with them, they knew what I was looking for, and so that was that was very easy. Um, I think the sticker is still, is the, is the marketing. I think that that's in everything. I think Mm -hmm. that that's the, the biggest stumbling block that I've had. I've put a fair amount of money into the social media. Um, and I'm going to switch gears on that, uh, right now. So that was, uh, everything's got stumbling blocks and, and, um, as, as I, keep up on my wall, uh, the most certain way to succeed is always to keep tr- just trying uh, one more time. And uh, so I I just keep on trying different I- ideas and, and see where they're going to go. So failure, right? Failure. This is like segues perfectly into that quote. So that quote is super inspirational. And it's all about getting up and g- getting up and keeping after it, right? It's, yes. you know, um, and there's a lot of lip service paid to this idea of failing forward, right? Or failing fast. And, um, True. you know, so, um, so what is your take? What is your take on failure? How has failure touched your life? Have you, is there a point or is there an event in your life that uh, you can look back to and say, wow, I've failed there, but somehow I've learned something and come through stronger? Oh boy. Yeah. <laughs> I got a lot of those, you know, any, anybody who, uh, takes ideas and, and tries to progress them forward for themselves and, and others. Um, I, I, I think it's funny because, um, think of what, uh, the clientele that I used to work with were orthopedic surgeons and neurosurgeons, very difficult uh, folks to get in to see in the first place. And then also, um, very difficult to um, get them to try new ideas. Um, some loved new ideas, and if they made sense, they would go for it. Others um, are were more did not like new technology. They liked the way that they learned it in school, and that was the way that the, it always had been. And and to filter those guys out. So anyway, one of these guys I knew was a very significant researcher. He liked goofing around with new ideas. And I walked in with this idea um, that was an electronic bone growth stimulator. It worked off of what they call a piezoelectric effect or uh, a magnetic effect on your bones. And, uh, and it worked with real problem fractures. And this guy turned me around, grabbed me by my belt and my shirt, and walked me out of his office in front of all of the people. And I'm, get out of here get out of here, you know, flim flam stuff, you know, and I'm going, Oh my gosh. <laughs> wow. That's dramatic. <laughs> yeah, totally. Totally. Um, 
So, uh, you know, that's one of those that you actually go to the corners and grab yourself a cup of coffee and, uh, and a hot fudge sundae on, uh, <laughs> and, <drown> your son. <laughs> and, uh, so, and that was up in Bellingham and I get, drove all the way home. It was, uh, that was one trip that, uh, you know, I thought, oh, um, long, long trip home and beating myself up and, uh, in the wrong path. And what am I doing this for that next morning at 3 AM, I get a phone call from this guy. And he says, I need that thing in here tomorrow, uh, this morning. He says, in my office by 9 o'clock this morning. And I said, what do you mean? And he says, I broke my, uh, well, uh, carpal navicular uh, uh, of his thumb. He was playing softball, and he, uh, and he wanted that in because, as he said later on, I'm 90 days. I'm like anybody else. I'm 90 days to broke, uh, and I've got to get back into surgery, and I can't take a chance of having that thing not unite properly. Um, and it was really the design was made for problem fractures really wasn't made for fresh fractures, but it worked either way. And, uh, and I'm sitting there why you son of a gun, you were going to, you kicked me out. Number one, number two, your patients who are, you know, are laborers hammering and have broken their scaphoid or their uh, carpal navicular, um, and you weren't even going to try it on these guys who are having problems uh, with uh, with getting that bone healed. And yet here you're getting it for yourself anyway. <laughs> That's incredible. He turned out to be my biggest advocate. Uh, he oh got God. me. He got me into every <laughs> every door possible. He called up the buddies uh, uh, quite literally across the nation to open the doors for me. And uh, and that really. Um, but, but yeah, uh, I got to tell you that tr- it was one day that turned a failure into a very, uh, very positive thing, but man, oh my God, Stan, that is an incredible story. That's like what they always say is like, what if like the worst possible thing you think at the time happens to you turns out to be the best possible thing. It did. I couldn't, you know, the humiliation of being, you know, escorted out this guy's <laughs> office by, you know, your pants quite literally and being thrown out. I mean, I was thinking to myself, wait, am I in a cartoon here? Is there, is there a camera someplace? <laughs> totally. <laughs> Are you kidding me? <laughs> that is crazy. <laughs> and by the way, the long story short also is, uh, no, long story longer, is that it actually <laughs> did work very well on him. He actually had a healing that took place within 30 days, and uh, and and that was one of the reasons why he endorsed it so highly and and uh, got me into a lot of the other docs that worked great for them too. So Fantastic story. <laughs> That's incredible. Hey, uh, all right. So what, uh, and this, it, so after that super inspiring story, I'm looking for an inspiring statement. So what was the best piece of advice you ever had? The best piece of advice you've ever received could be personal, could be professional, whatever that is. Well, actually, yeah, it's take your time, uh, take chances, believe in your power, uh, do something creative every day, do what makes your heart sing and inspire others to inspire yourself. Best, best advice I ever got. But yeah, it really, once I got, got that, I, you know, immediately put it up on my mirror. I've, all of my inspiring stuff goes up on my mirror. Ah, excellent. So you are a visual guy. So you are about reinforcing those messages. Exactly. 
Yeah. Yep. And and kind of force myself to read them every day so that it just gets in there. It's back to positive self-talk. It is. It is. Yes. Well, again, I don't, you know, everybody ends up in this type of situation, I think, in every in today's environment, you there's a lot of negative talk out there and you just really need to uh, promote <laughs> who's, the self-talk. Who's that that's, in the background? That's Maggie. Aww. <laughs> and she's she's my chocolate lab and she's inspired to uh, to chase somebody off of our front doorstep, I think, but I don't. <laughs> uh, yeah, she wants to get in part of the conversation. She wants to get in on the conversation. Yes, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's awesome. So, uh, so do you like, do you journal at all? Do you write these things down in your journal or is this just kind of a more organic process when you come across it, you just kind of add it to your list of notes? Uh, it's, it's more organic than that. I wish I could journal every time I think that I want to journal. I just don't. So, um, (laughs) um, I, 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 have got little snippets of, uh, of journal going for myself. Um, but in a, it is something I really like to get, get going on, but most of these things all go up on my mirror. Yeah. Yeah. So do you use tech at all in that sort of way in an inspiring way? Or, um, is there a piece of tech that you just absolutely love and can't live with a la- live without, or are you more a pen and paper guy? Uh, no, actually. Yeah. I journal it in, uh, I put it in word. Uh, and yeah, as far as tech is concerned, I, I find myself actually, I'm a pretty techie person. Um, that would, have, that would make sense given your background. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I love digging into it. Um, my best friend is, uh, is my, my iPhone because, and, uh, but I also realize that I can get buried in that pretty easily too. And, and so I, Try not to Facebook as I try to keep off of Facebook as much as possible. Um, Good rule. Uh, I just really find that um, it's a, it's a time waster for me. A lot of these te- techie things are time wasters for me, and I don't want to be a, a cyborg. I really want to have this have my uh, keep myself from being a cyborg, if you will. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I totally get that. Right. <laughs> So, and I know you're a big reader too. So, do you yeah. read book books, or do you read eBooks, or combo, or? I've got books going out to my ears. Um, I <laughs> I've got one going in the car right now, a mystery. Um, I just finished one that I really like, "How the Scots Invented the Modern World," um, by Arthur Herman. Uh, it's a very interesting. It's a true story about um, how uh, Western Europe's uh, poorest nation uh, actually ended up creating. Uh, our world and everything in it. My new book is The Obstacle Is the Way. Ah, great book. I haven't read it yet. Do you recognize it? <laughs> uh, yeah, absolutely. It's on my it's on my bedside table. I have not read it either, but uh, well, okay. well, I've read it, but um, you know, not enough to talk about it. But Obstacle yeah. Is the Way, which is great. Yep. Brand new. Just got it. Just delivered by Amazon. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Well, you have to come back on and give us a review. Cool. So, uh, so we're about to wrap it up, but, uh, before we go, is, uh, there anything on the horizon? I know that there is. So what's on the horizon for you, Stan? Can you give us a sneak peek? Well, I think uh, a couple of things. I really like to get unlit into, uh, hotels and hospitality industry, um, uh, and also into hospitals. 
You know, um, I was just visiting a, a gentleman in the hospital, um, a client, and I, he, um, I was just noticing all of the things, the tech in there that uh, that they use, and not only are they coming in on an hourly basis and pumping your arm up, uh, taking your vitals, but also trying to get to, back to sleep when you have the uh, all of these gadgets that are beeping and have lights on. Well, I can't take care of the beeping, but I can certainly take care of uh, how those uh, light-emitting diodes have a tendency to keep you awake. So <laughs> um, I think that's that's what my where I'm taking Unlit uh, is going to go after that market. That uh, sounds like a perfect environment. Yeah, yeah. Felt so too. So it's going to help a lot of people. Yeah, I think so. I mean, we're you know when you get into the hospital, you're you're at your worst anyway, and then not being able to sleep, and I can't help um, the nurses having to come in and take the vitals, but I certainly can help them get back to sleep. Absolutely, awesome. So, can you give us uh, our listeners? So, can you give our listeners one parting piece of advice before you head off? <laughs> if you can think it, just do it. <laughs> don't don't think it through until you get into analysis paralysis. Just start uh, moving forward with it and uh, and and enjoy the process. You'll learn as you go. Um, but if you take too much time thinking about it and and wanting every all the pieces in place, it ain't going to happen. Uh, you'll just not do it. So that's my parting shot. <laughs> I love it. And it's very true. <laughs> awesome. So uh, where can we find you? Where can we find Unlit? Where can we find Stan online? Uh, give yourself a little plug there. Sure. Uh, unlit.com is the website. And un-lit, it's a capital U, uh, U-N-capital-L-I-T. Um, uh, dot com is the website, and I can be reached at uh, stan at un-lit.com. Excellent. All right, man. Thank you. Daniel, thank you so much, my friend. I appreciate uh, talking with you, and as always, it's always been a good time. Awesome. Well, <laughs> we'll talk to you soon. Thank you so much. My best to you, my friend. Bye for now. Hey guys, so what'd you think? I think it went pretty well, right? What an amazing, interesting guy. Stan has a lifetime of business stories and he's still getting out there killing it every day. He inspires me to get out there and make a difference in the world and I hope he inspires you too. In fact, I was so inspired by his work, I've got some skin in the unlit game. So full disclosure folks, I helped him out with some marketing graphics and I've got some interest in his success. So check him out. If you're interested, head on over to unlit.com. Check it out. It'll help you get to sleep. Or check them out on all the socials at Unlit Sleep. It's all one word, Unlit Sleep. And uh, they're always posting some awesome stuff, tips and tricks, sleep studies, the latest and greatest in the world of sleep. So that about covers it. Episode two is in the books, people. Please don't forget to subscribe and leave a review on iTunes. It helps us so much. Thank you so much, everybody, for listening. I really appreciate it. Catch you next time.